This is a GRDC podcast. Soaring, skyrocketing, record-breaking, historical. These are all words used to describe the price of inputs over the past few years, and there is no denying the effect it's having on growers' bottom line. Any option to reduce the amount of inputs being used on farm without impacting yield or productivity can only be a good thing. And a series of face-to-face workshops around Australia have been trying to help growers do just that. Hi, I'm Shannon Beatty. With GIDC Investment, the Society of Precision Agriculture Australia has been looking into precision fertiliser decisions in a tight economic climate. The aim was to assist growers to better manage input prices, maximise on-farm productivity and environmental efficiencies, and build economic resilience within their farming systems in high-input cost seasons. The workshops have been the key feature of the investment and have been facilitated across the country by precision ag specialists from Agrarian Management, Farm & Co, Guinean Advisory, AgLogic and Data Farming. At each workshop, a local grower has also spoken about their experience with precision ag, giving their fellow farmers a first-hand experience of the pros and cons of on-farm implementation. I caught up with Agrarian Management's Bindi Isbista at the workshop in Meriden, Western Australia, to find out more about precision agriculture and discover her best tips for getting started with variable rate technology on-farm. Essentially, precision agriculture is about using technology and GPS systems to apply the right amount of inputs in the right place. What are the benefits of precision agriculture to growers? The benefit to growers are very varied and I guess it gives them the opportunity to manage variability within their farm business. So precision ag technologies, the different data and information that we can collect, allow us to collect information about the farm and I guess paddock or yield performance over time, which is temporal variation or spatially, so how it varies across an area. Because for most growers and particularly in Western Australia, we tend to have multiple soil types within a paddock. So the opportunity with precision agriculture is actually to apply input according to those soil types. So they might have different soil properties or fertiliser requirements or different constraints. So precision agriculture allows you to map that and then apply inputs according to those soil types or requirements that you have. And this project that you've been working on alongside GIDC and the Society of Precision Agriculture Australia, you've been looking specifically at precision fertiliser decisions. Why is that something that needed looking into in more depth? The focus has been on precision fertiliser decisions in particular because we've seen in the last few years a really steep increase in input costs and they are becoming a lot more expensive. For example, urea two or three years ago was around the $550 per tonne mark and prices towards the end of last year, we saw it up to $1,200. So growers are really looking at ways that they can try and improve the profitability of their business and manage the risk. So precision agriculture allows you to actually measure what inputs you might need and adjust it accordingly. Very useful, especially as you say, when prices of not just nitrogen, but everything is getting higher at the moment. So the ability, I can imagine, to just have to apply a little less every, it's very much an every little bit counts sort of situation that growers are in at the moment. 
As part of this project, from my understanding, precision agriculture includes lots of different types of technologies, but you've specifically been looking at variable rate technology. What exactly is that? Variable rate technology is actually a term used on equipment. So ag equipment has a controller in that controls the product rate. So how much is actually being applied in the paddock, be it a spray or a spreader or a seeder. And the variable rate technology part is a reference to the actual system that controls it. So there's a controller that controls the rates that's connected to the machine. It's linked to a GPS and a position in the paddock. And in the tractor, we also can put a map with the reference to the position in the paddock, the tractor or implement actually applies the product according to that map. So variable being variable as you go along the paddock, as opposed to the traditional way we typically do it is a blanket rate. So a blanket rate is still a very valid way, but the variable rate technology actually allows the map to be in the tractor. So it happens automatically as it goes along and the operator doesn't have to keep changing the rate up and down. So some people actually actually now do variable rate in that simple form because they know that, for example, they might have a heavier weed patch coming up or something, so they want to up a rate or back it off or do something like that. So it just allows it to happen automatically mm. and takes like one less operation because often sometimes you can find that the operator then forgets to turn it back on or something and you can get to the end of the paddock and it doesn't actually happen. And I guess with variable rate, there are different forms. So there are some that are applied based on a map that you might design using different types of information in the office based on sort of ground truthing and information or there are other sensors that you can get now that will actually measure the change and adjust the rate on the go. And I guess spraying technology is one of those really exciting developments that we're seeing where the sensors are detecting the weeds and making an instant decision to change the rate as we go. And that kind of technology, I think, is great because it happens in the paddock at the time and it's done. Whereas one of the reasons for these workshops is the variable rate aspect. When you design the map in the office, it can actually take a bit more to get it done. So these workshops have been helping growers, I guess, have a think about what issues they could manage with precision ag technologies, what software they might want to use, what equipment and different data layers that are available so that they can start to choose the requirements that they might want to do to actually implement a variable rate management strategy across their farm. It's just incredible what they're able to do in a paddock now and how much it's able to help growers. It sounds like this maybe isn't as easy as people might like it to be. So what tips can you give growers who want to start implementing this VRT tech on their farm but maybe don't know where to start? <laughs> Yeah, I think one of the things I've learned in precision agriculture is if someone tells you it's going to be simple, it's going to take you three times longer than you actually think because let's face it, everything's simple when you know how. And I think some of the variable rate technology, that green on green kind of stuff is super cool. And as technology develops and it's able to make those adjustments on the go more automatically without so many button pressing from operators, I think we're going to see a huge uptake of this technology. I guess looking at implementing like variable rate now, a tip I always say, like start with 
a management issue, something that's impacting your farm business that you want to apply. And I guess in the case of this workshop, we did focus on input costs, like fertiliser in particular, because that was the higher cost. And I recommend, though, just starting with one at a time and maybe even just starting on one or two paddocks or a couple of paddocks, ideally the paddocks that are close to the house, because one of the challenges I've certainly found when you actually take the map out into the paddock to get it in the tractor is it doesn't always work like you want it to. And so often you'll have to go back and sometimes it might be the map wasn't right or you need to make a phone call or download the manual or something like that. And that often requires communications. And that's been, I guess, the challenge in many of our regional areas, still that connectivity. So doing it nice and close to the house saves some things. And making sure that you ask the right questions of the equipment dealers to actually get the technology working. And I guess also some of it is thinking a bit long-term. At the workshops today, there was quite a bit of discussion about what software to use. There are so many different software platforms. So I really recommend that you start with what you've got. I'm a big believer in starting with what you got. So often that is like the equipment software that you get, whether it be John Deere or Case IH or something like that. And then having a look and seeing if that's actually going to do what you want it before you go and invest in other technologies. The same goes for when you're looking at data layers. You know, yield mapping's been around for 20 years and today some of the growers made the comment that they've got 10 years of yield data but they haven't actually used it. But that's a layer that they've already got that can help them look to see in the first place if they have variability and is it actually worth using variable rate technology. It does all sound wonderful. As we've said, it's not as easy as we think it's going to be. What are the pitfalls and the challenges that growers are going to face on this journey? Sometimes it isn't as easy as you think. Sometimes it can be very simple and I guess you can often get too much data. Sometimes I find the more data layers and information you collect, the more confusing it actually is. So I think it's good to actually look at what you've got first. I think other pitfalls, connectivity and interoperability and data compatibility, I think is a really big challenge for growers. We have many machinery manufacturers and each manufacturer and even software people that design precision ag platforms, they all have their own version of the software and the data comes in and out as different formats. So that can actually be a bit of a challenge. So you need to actually understand what that data format is. And I think another pitfall is we often try and do variable rate when we're busy. For whatever reason, we tend to zone up in February and March, which I think is fine because you're often waiting to get the yield map from last year. But then all of a sudden, you know, it rains and seeding's on. So a real pitfall, I think, can be doing it when you're under pressure because when you're under pressure, your brain just doesn't have capacity to troubleshoot. And I think a lot of precision agriculture is about having persistence and perseverance to get it right. And because it's based on technology and software, and we all know how quickly that evolves, often you might learn it one way. Say I might learn how to do prescription maps and set my machine up for variable rate one year and then I come back in sort of nine or 12 months later and the software's changed or buttons have changed. So when we're really busy and we have a narrow window to actually get things done in the paddock, I think our capacity for our brain to think doesn't always work so well. So 
being maybe a little bit organised or just testing it on one or two things rather than spending lots of money and doing a whole variable rate program for the farm and then actually realising maybe your machinery or the products that you use aren't quite set for what you actually wanted to do. So I think that comes back to choosing a management issue so you have more of a vested interest in getting it to work. All right, my key takeaways so far have been pick a management issue, take baby steps, and diamonds might be made under pressure, but good variable rate technology plans are not. So I think I think there's some good learnings. There's a lot of information, though. There's a lot that growers need to know. And that's part of what you've been doing lately is doing these workshops face-to-face with growers to teach them about this technology, how to use it. Part of that, though, has also been a grower-to-grower forum where they can learn from growers themselves. What do you think the benefits are for people to hear from both researchers and growers about how this all works? Oh, look, I think there is no bigger value than sharing that grower-to-grower experience because it's actually the practical application of it can be the challenge. So I think often precision agriculture is such a vast area and there are so many opportunities and different data layers. So the opportunity that we've seen in these workshops, I think, is growers actually being able to share what they've done and some of their experiences. And in the case of the workshop that we've seen today, the host grower, Mick Coy, he actually showed them how to create that prescription using the software that he did. So it actually wasn't as complicated, I think, as possible. So often with Precision Ag, a lot of the things aren't in a manual or in a book. So it's that sharing that kind of information about what they tried and what didn't work or a few tips I think is a real opportunity that these workshops has provided. And today's workshop in the room, we had every part of this chain in the variable rate process from the growers, the researchers, we had the consultants and we had the machinery dealers. So they're all people that are part of the chain. And I think that was a really valuable thing about the workshop today is that they all got a better understanding of the different components and how they put together to apply variable rate in the paddock. Bindi, your knowledge on this topic is an invaluable resource for growers. So thank you so much for sitting down and having a chat with me today. You're welcome. Thanks very much for having me, Shannon. That was Bindi Isbister speaking about precision agriculture and implementing variable rate technology on farm. More information on this topic can be found in the description box of this podcast or online at gidc.com.au. I'm Shannon Beatty, and this has been a GIDC podcast. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.